Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of the Pineapple Theory Podcast. Today bringing you a quick sponsor spot for my golfing brand, All Star Caddy. So who is All Star Caddy? At All Star Caddy, we are on a mission to help you find and elevate your golf game. We know that every golfer hits the green their own way and they play differently, swing differently, and that's why we make simple products to help you find your best game. So our current product that's out is the All Star Caddy Alignment Aid. It's a stencil kit to help you become a better golfer all round. You mark, put the golf ball into the stencil, you mark it up, and it'll help you in putting and also off the tee. It's a one-time purchase, you get to think a lot less, it's a consistent look across all your golf balls, and everyone's welcome, left-handed, right-handed, beginner to pro, it works with any kind of golfer that you are. So you can get your All-Star Caddy alignment aid today at allstarcaddy.com, or go on Amazon and search for All-Star Caddy and the alignment aid. Thanks very much, and on with the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pineapple Theory Podcast. I believe this is episode 80, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. 80 episodes of this podcast. As to why we're still here, who knows? But today, I'm very honored and happy because I'm joined by probably my favorite person in the world, apart from John, and that is McKinley. Smoke weed every day. Why is that my intro? I'm just, you know, it's the first, <laughs> it's the first button I got. I, you don't like pickles. So I don't I, smoke weed every day. No, but I'm pickle red. I couldn't give you that. Well, I could be pickle Mick. Pickle Mick. Okay, but you have to say it. Ready? <laughs> I'm pickle, pickle Mick. There you go. Nice. <laughs> and you prefer that to the smoke weed every day. I mean, that's probably cooler, but. It's just not factually accurate. I actually have uh, a sound button of you. Dolby Catcher. I knew what one it was going to be. You like this one too. This is John's latest. I was like, oh, you got a little sharp teeth there, son. You got a little sharp teeth there, son. Anyway. You got some good sounds on there. Yeah, I got some good ones. It's really fun. I love this. I know you do. It's so useful for other things what do you what else do you use it for so i can shortcut things in like video editing to just a button so whereas before i would have to like just kind of like small things but like go like up to the top and hit edit and then scroll down find frame and then move along and then hold frame and then five seconds i can just shortcut all that to one button amazing i just click it's just faster yeah that's pretty handy yeah i like it a lot okay so John's not here this episode. He's off busy with rugby and whatnot. But when was also, the last time you did a podcast with John? Last week he was here. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I phoned you. You were on oh, it Oh, yeah, that's very true. Who wants to be a millionaire? Yes, you're right. Yeah, and you're also, you, John, and Shay are coming back all confirmed for a family feud, boys v. girls. That's going to be a fun episode. Coming yeah. either in the next few months, I'd say, because I think it'll be best if, because Shay's coming to visit us. So yeah. the three of us could record here and then we'll just Skype call in John. Mm-hmm. Or FaceTime him in, sorry. Skype. I don't know why I said Skype call. It's a very old thing. Yeah. No one uses Skype. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on and then the four of us can, can battle that out. But also, I think the three of us, you, me, and John, are going to do a spooky ghost reading episode. That would be fun. Yeah. and some Halloween-y. Cons- Halloween-y, but also kind of conspiracy theory-y. Oh. Like a little bit of... <laughs> 
You have sounds for everything. I now. have sounds for everything. What kind of sound do you want to hear? Is there anyone in particular you like? I don't know. This is my, of all the buttons, this is still my favorite button. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, you just, usually start the podcast by pressing that yeah. button. Well, we're not drinking though today. No. We're just, I'm having a coffee and you're having ice <laughs> I cream. have a Dairy Queen blizzard that's been in the fridge for like three days. UK listeners, I don't think we have Dairy Queen over there. You don't have Dairy Queen at all? No. How no. did you? Can you describe a blizzard to a UK listener? Um, it's probably similar to a McFlurry. Mm, yeah. Like it's ice cream, but it's kind of like whipped, but m- much thicker than a milkshake. And they have like some you need to eat it with a spoon. And yeah, the one that we get is the strawberry cheesecake. So it's strawberry ice cream with like big chunks of cheesecake in it. Yeah. Very good. But then they also had all those specialty flavors mm-hmm. that we stole all the coupons for. Yeah. Pumpkin pie, cinnamon bun, which is the best of the new ones. Yeah. Sugar cookie. Um, those are the three that we've been having. Yeah. I think there was another There's one. There's a cherry the chip one and, yeah, a, coffee and a coffee crisp, one. but I think yeah. both of those both have chocolate. chocolate in them. So we haven't been able to try those. Yeah, can't have that. But I mean, there are two specialty fall flavors. Both of them didn't have chocolate in it. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. We had to. Yep. But yeah, but the other thing that they do at Dairy Queen is that it's kind of strange and I don't Oh, the know. flipping? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know why, but it's pointless. Like, it doesn't really matter. But essentially to show that the ice cream is perfectly frozen and not sloppy or melted it would be the correct term mm-hmm. they literally like it going through the drive-thru and when you buy it over the counter before they hand it to you they turn the whole cup upside down yeah they flip it over really yeah. quick and so, then turn it back and then hand it to you yeah and the reason they do that is to show that it's like perfectly frozen so that it won't it won't move. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very strange. It is. It's also like the policy is that if they don't flip it, you're supposed to get it for free. But why? I don't know. Why that be a thing? I think it's just like the specialty. But it kind of like creates hype around the flipping of it. Yeah. Because you're like waiting on them doing it. Well, people would go there like as kids to see them flip it. My dad went there because he didn't believe that they flipped it. And then... I didn't believe it until I first saw it. But then I've also had it where they haven't flipped it. No, but and you've but already you paid at that point. Yeah, they're supposed to like give you a coupon for a free one or your money back, but a coupon for a free one would make more sense because drive-in it makes no sense to pay, yeah, but drive up to the next window, they don't then flip it. You I then, don't like, know anyone. Excuse me, I got to reverse and get my refund. Yeah, who would call out someone for not flipping it? Yeah, well, you have that funny story of someone who worked at Dairy Queen and then worked at Tim's. Yeah, I mean, I it I just saw it online. It mm. wasn't like. Someone I knew, but I've seen where someone worked at Dairy Queen and then they quit and started working at Tim Hortons and they flipped someone's coffee upside down by accident and just dumped it out. Yeah, it would suck. Not be good. It would be really funny though. I mean, it would, but it wouldn't. If the, if any coffee got on the person in the car or if the coffee got in the car, it's not funny. It's just outside onto the ground. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's funny, but. If it poured it into the car. Well, yeah, that would be terrible. But who, when someone hands you your drink, they don't ever put their hand in your car. They, I've had a couple people reaching in. I have never. Yeah, I think some people reach in. I don't think so. You call me a liar? Yeah. Hmm. How about that? (laughs) How about that? How about that? Do you call me a liar? Um, how are you? How's life? (laughs) 
I'm good. Busy. What are you busy with? Tell the people what's been happening. Well, I'm done a month of law school. Officially. Yeah! I knew there was going to be a sound, well, so I I'm, paused I'm looking, for it. I'm looking for another button for uh, later on in the podcast, and I can't find it, so mm. it's fine. Yeah, so that's been good, but very time-consuming. Are you worried that any of your friends are going to find this podcast and then listen to you on it? No, I don't mind other people listening to me. I just don't like listening to myself. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like lots of people don't like the sound of their voice recorded. Yeah, I'm weird. I don't mind the sound of my voice. I have to listen to it so often through like editing work videos to editing this podcast. I just, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it definitely bothers me. I don't like it. I don't like looking at myself. Because you do lots of weird stuff with your face. Yeah, I do. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I don't mind the sound of my voice, but yeah, I don't like looking at my stupid face. So. Your face isn't stupid. You just move it around I a lot so when you're not doing anything. I do so many stupid face things, like stretching it and like, like stupid Well, also faces. you're like pouty baby face. Yeah, my resting pout face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have resting bitch face. I just pout. Just I'm just like, like, mm. <laughs> they can't see us. It's like but. blue steel constantly. <laughs> ben Stiller in... Um, that movie called is it where like he's zoolander the, the fat zoolander yeah yeah blue steel mm-hmm. i've never seen it yeah he makes a pouty face anyway that's the whole thing <laughs> all right so this podcast what we're going to be doing is we're going to the main part of it i'm going to do a little bit of news a little bit of catching up on some literally it's just going to be basically reading headlines getting mckinley's quick thought on it and then we're going to move on to the main movie review because you and i went to go see don't worry darling which yes. is Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. There's no L. Pugh. 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 As in like pew pew. Well, it's P-U-G-H. Pugh. Pugh. (laughs) Florence and Harry Styles' new movie. Yeah. And we're going to review that because we went to go see it. And it is definitely worth a review Mm because it's weird. It's very strange. In a good way. It's weird in a good way. It's different. That's That's the better term rather than weird, right? You'd rather be different than weird. Yeah, but they're the same. Yeah, same thing. All right. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to dive into that. But first and foremost, we're going to do the news. So don't have the button for the news, but this is what I used last time. So let's go to the news. And we're in. You don't have a button for the news? No. uh, It's supposed to be Robin being like... Yeah. Metro News 1. That's this not reporter good... takes pride in... Yeah. Whoa! Oh, God, I'm covered in horse crap! Yeah. And it's... Why don't you have da-da-da. that? Honestly, I do have it. Somewhere. Mm. You just don't know how but to do it As to anymore. exactly where it is, I mean, let me just do a quick search here. <gasps> here we go. Can you hear me swallow? I can hear you swallow. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. You should be very sorry. It's pretty bad. All right. Here's the old school news intro. I haven't added it to the official sound button. And I think I just broke my computer trying to do this. So we're definitely not getting it. Maybe. <laughs> it's not. Here we go. I can see no. the file. That's fine. I just was wondering where it was, but that's okay. But it's not. And now I have a spinning wheel of death, which is worrying oh, for no. many reasons. Anyway, we're into the news. The Batman one. This is, this is totally fine. The Batman one? That's from Batman. Oh, yeah. Like old school Batman. I thought you meant Batman news. No. 
no, no. <laughs> All right, let's dive into <laughs> this. is terrible. All right. First headline I'm going to read you because I know that it's going to get reaction from Mick and I know exactly what the reaction is going to be because I know you through and through. Mm. Wonder Woman 4 gets teased. Mm-hmm. Ugh. There he is. <laughs> I thought maybe she'd do the eye twitch, which she did, and then I thought it would be straight ugh. So yeah, Wonder Woman 4, apparently they're making a fourth one. Yeah. Although the third one was garbage. Oh, your hat fell off. Was it even the third one or was it the second one? Wonder Woman 1984, whatever the 80s one is, with um, the Mandalorian as the bad guy being like, you can do it! Like, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, f- I can't remember which Wonder Woman I've seen, but I don't like any of them. Oh, wait, here we go. With filming of Wonder Woman 3 yet to commence, director oh. Patty Jenkins teases a continuation of D- Diana's story in a potential Wonder Woman 4. This is why you can't just read the headline. You have to read a little bit into the article. But So four is coming out, but three hasn't even come out yet. They're talking of doing a fourth, and they've not come out with three yet. Why? Three is being filmed. Why do they do this? Yeah, two was garbage. One was good. Also, I was going to say, when we went to the theater, we saw a trailer for a superhero movie about a superhero that's, like, shitty. Um, he falls Black down Adam. on the ground. The Rock? Maybe. Black Adam? He's not shitty, though. No, there was a different guy at the people. beginning before The Rock came out. No, I think it's a different movie. I have no idea what you're on about. It The trailer starts with this guy in a superhero suit, and then he's, like, flying, and then he crashes into a car, and he's like, like, you have powers, and you have to be a superhero, and I think they're kids, and then they turn into oh, adults. Oh, Shazam! The new Shazam movie, yeah. It looks terrible. <laughs> All of that to just say I didn't like the look yeah, of it. Yeah, you didn't like the look of a trailer of something. Yeah. No. yeah so all of DC... I've never heard of that Superhero movies in general are pissing you off right now, but every single DC thing you're never a fan of. No. What, well, the thing Wonder is Woman, that... Wonder Woman, Batman... Although- Superman has always been my favorite superhero, mm-hmm. and I like enjoyed looking at the comics as a kid. I liked... Smallville. I liked the original Superman movies, even though they were like old and cheesy. But then they made Man of Steel and it was supposed to be amazing and I hated it. And then I've hated everything DC's done since. Yeah. Honestly, DC have been struggling for a while. The best thing DC have done is the new Batman movie, which you refuse to watch. Yeah. But it's incredible. Mm. So you really should watch it. Well. (laughs) <laughs> well not gonna happen so that's good <laughs> but yeah i just like couldn't even follow that trailer as it was happening and thought like i dislike all superhero movies that have come out lately but this mm. is the worst one for sure yeah i get you i like deadpool that's marvel no i know superhero though oh, although he's which, kind of not a good transition there's deadpool news there is deadpool because news. Hugh Jackman is coming back for Deadpool 3 to Huge play Jacked Wolverine. Man. Huge Jackman. And someone's done like this great photoshopped picture of um, Hugh Jackman carrying Deadpool. And it's oh, great. Yeah. Because it's actually, I think it's from Deadpool 1 when Colossus carries him. Mm-hmm. And they've just photoshopped on like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine's like face onto it. But it's so good. That's very good. But yeah, they, they released it because they showed the Deadpool logo with the three like claws going through it. And I love that. 
Because they've yeah. teased it for so long that Hugh Jackman and, and Ryan Reynolds for the Deadpool movies have like this back and forward joke. Mm-hmm. But it's like because Deadpool can break the camera, uh, break the, the third, fourth, wall. fourth wall. Third wall. <laughs> he can wall. break he the break, camera. He can break all walls. <laughs> he can break the camera. Um, because he can do that, they always talk about him as Hugh Jackman. Well, yeah, but it's also Wolverine. funny because of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman's like relationship mm-hmm. off screen. Mm-hmm. so it's exciting that they'll be in a movie together yeah i just wonder how they're gonna do it because like deadpool can just straight up call out hugh jackman like he never says wolverine so i don't know uh, maybe they'll just pretend they, that they're different people no but they've said that he's coming back as wolverine so obviously wolverine's gonna be yeah. in the movie but i don't know how they're gonna deal with that anyway it should be exciting yeah I'm and i would watch if they made 300 deadpool movies i would watch all of them yeah i don't want them Back to back to back to back. I no, think I they like paced the them out pretty yeah. good. You know, the first one came out. They knew it was like gold, but they I think it was like three, four years before the second one. Yeah. Didn't it have like a really low budget though at mm. first? Maybe because it was the first R-rated one. They weren't sure how well, well it isn't would do. It, is it in the first one where he like can't bring any of the guns? He forgets them in the cab. Yeah. So I, I don't know if this is true yeah. or not, but Tristan said that that's because they couldn't get the budget to have weapons mm. like they had in the script that he was supposed to have all this stuff and then they couldn't get the budget for it so they just like made it a joke that he left them in the cab that's funny yeah and yeah. then i saw this thing where ryan reynolds said that he pitched the second idea or the sorry the idea for the second movie was for him the whole time to be trying to steal the like big red chair they use on the voice mm-hmm. but they said no <laughs> so i wouldn't be surprised if something about that turns up in the next one yeah i just googled it quickly so it was a two-year gap between deadpool movies 2016 the first one 2018 it felt longer it did feel longer <laughs> but now 2023 i guess is when the next deadpool movie comes out so mm-hmm. that's a bigger gap four years five years <laughs> four five years five years yeah uh, yeah so there you go deadpool news next one we've got is um blonde the new marilyn monroe oh. movie yeah which what, did, what was my dad's review on say, that earlier we just, we just facetimed with your dad and his review was <laughs> three hours of terrible three hours of terrible. <laughs> yeah so i think it's got a lot of um uh, experimental stuff in it maybe? yeah like the, it's what it's saying so i'm gonna read you this little bit because okay. i don't quite understand it but it says blonde is a bold anti-biopic um, that provides commentary on the consequences of fame as opposed to the fact-based account of Marilyn Monroe's story. <laughs> Why didn't you just stop I and could, Because it was to be too quiet. <laughs> anyway, um, as opposed to a fact-based account of Marilyn Monroe's life. Okay, so it's actually not like a recounting seemed, of her life. It's no, like it's saying a... Blonde succeeds pres- uh, precisely because it fails as a biopic. That's so strange. Why would they not just make like a fictional character to have that happen to. I don't know if they mean it to fail as a biopic, though. This is not necessarily... You should have read the article first. Okay, so it says, Blonde succeeds as a movie precisely because it fails as a biopic. Starring um, Anna D. Armas as Marilyn Monroe, Blonde begins with Marilyn's childhood and ends with her death. Spoilers. But Dominic, <laughs> Dominic significantly strays from the facts. By the movie's final scene, viewers are led to believe that Marilyn was a victim of her tar- uh, of her tragic fate, and despite her talent, she never stood a chance to survive. 
Interesting. Yeah, so they get an artsy with it. Hmm. It's based on the best-selling novel, Blonde. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I probably won't either. I don't know anything about Marilyn Monroe other than she has a skirt that wafts in the <laughs> France, Paris. She sings happy birthday to I've the I've stood where that happened and had a little wafty moment myself. Were you wearing a skirt? No, I was wearing trackies. This was the <laughs> Paris trip where like... Trackies. Yeah, where I yeah, only where wore Yeah, where you didn't know suit. about jeans. Yep. Mm. Yep. Famous. Yeah, if, if Cammy is listening to this, he knows so well. But yeah, Cammy was like wearing like super dry hoodies and jeans and had like these Adidas white high tops. And I had running shoes, sport tracksuit bottoms and a, and a strong raincoat. And then Very I bought practical. a French beret that I wore. Oh my good lord. And then we also planked everywhere. Wow. Product of the time, really. Yeah. Remember planking? Very dated. Also, my running shoes were gray and vault yellow. That doesn't surprise me even in the littlest bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I went to Paris on a trip and looked like I was warming up for a race the whole time. <laughs> and after that trip, I went out and bought some jeans and was like, damn, I got to dress cool like Cammy. Yeah. Because I just, I just, I realized there and then it, I couldn't. I'm fairly certain every t-shirt I had was a football shirt, which is all you need to know, really. Yeah. All right. Next bit of headline reading news that might not be factually accurate. <laughs> Teen Wolf movie release date confirmed for early 2023. Do you ever watch any of the Teen Wolf stuff, Mick? You no. seem like a Twilight fan. I watched Twilight. Oh, yeah. I did not watch the Teen Wolf. Okay, well, there's a movie coming out 2023. Enjoy that. Unless Taylor Lautner is the Teen Wolf. Oh. Um. No, he doesn't. Doesn't look like it. Did you know that he got engaged to someone also named Taylor? So now they will both be named Taylor. Taylor Lautner? Taylor. No, I didn't. But that seems like something he might do. He, well, he's never been in anything really since i watched a i watched he did a that one really rant. terrible movie yeah i watched a screen rant thing of saying like why he's been exiled from hollywood mm. anyway this is the headline that i'm gonna fully open the article for because wow oh my goodness i'm excited to read through this we're gonna discover it together i've not read ahead so again <laughs> this is gonna be very okay take this with a pinch of whatever but the headline reads the grinch becomes a slasher in new horror movie called The Mean One. What? Yep. So beloved Dr. Seuss character, The Grinch, becomes a slasher in the new horror movie, The Mean One, arriving just in time for the holiday season. Now, there's a picture here on screen. And if this is from the movie, incredible. Have a look at that picture and a look at The Grinch's face. I'll post this to the Instagram at Pineapple Theory underscore podcast so you guys can have Who a Who came up with this? I love the idea. It's going to be <laughs> stupid. Like, so stupid. But stupid. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> anyway, um, as one iconic children's character is getting a genre twist on screen, The Grinch is now becoming a slasher with a new horror movie, The Mean One. I feel like they could have just not made him a murderer and still done a horror movie Grinch because, like, the fact he breaks into everyone's house and robs them is scary. Yeah, also the, the, the weird relationship with Cindy Lou is a bit... Oh. What's it called? Where you fall in love with your captor kind of thing? Stockholm Syndrome? Yeah, it's like, you could do something about that. She's a baby. She's a child. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome has no age limits, Mick. Yeah, I'm not saying fall in love in a physical way. I'm just saying like <laughs> he's like she gets captured by him, tortured oh. by him, but she's like I everyone should forgive the Grinch and you know mm. just like worship him I kind see. of thing. 
Um, anyway, I'll describe the actual movie okay. that's happening. So first created by Dr. Seuss in 1950. Also, how would you spell Seuss? S-U-E-S-S? Nope. S-E-U-E-S-S? Seuss? It's Other spelled weird. S-E-U-S-S. Yeah. Weird. I thought it was Zeus Every, forever. I thought it was a Z <laughs> off the get-go. Anyway, um, yeah, so the 1957 book, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, the cr- Christmas? <laughs> uh, that's so funny. The cranky, gram, whoa, Mick, the grammar here is weird. So it's How the Grinch, oh, because, never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, it says. You didn't say anything there, I know, but you I did said a John. so many words. I did a John where I just <laughs> said nothing. Um, how the Grinch stole Christmas exclamation mark and then comma and then the cranky no cap and I was like I didn't I thought exclamation mark was the end of a sentence so, it's but it's because it's the, the name movie. of the book has an exclamation mark yeah. I get it anyway the cranky Christmas hating character has been on screen in a variety of adaptations through the years ranging from the iconic 1966 animated special in which he was voiced by Boris Karloff to the fan favorite live action movie led by Jim Carrey Everyone knows that. That's such mm-hmm. a good movie. My um, Aunt Helen doesn't like the Grinch movie. Why? She says she just doesn't like uh, Jim Carrey. I don't really like Jim Carrey either, yeah. but I do like the Grinch. It's a shame. But it's probably because I saw the Grinch as a kid and liked it. So. Most recently, Benedict Cucumber Patch voiced Seuss's beloved character in the 2018 animated film, The Grinch. Which that one I, was cute. We both liked it a lot. Which um, received largely mixed reviews, but was loved by popular podcast host, Pineapple Theory Podcast, Reese. It says that on there. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Directed by Stephen Lamorte. I'm assuming he's French. The mean one brings a paradical... Parad- paradical? Parad- <laughs> paro- parodical? Periodical? P-A-R-O-D-I-C-A-L. Oh. Like paradical. A, yeah, like a parody. Yeah, but paradical? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, brings a paradical approach to the Grinch as it is set in the mountain town of Newville and revolves around the character as he sits above the town despising the holiday season. The mean one will, be set, um, will set his sights on Cindy You-Know-Who who has returned to the town for closure after he butchered her parents 20 years ago. What? Setting the table for a brutal revenge plot. It's like Halloween meets this is The crazy. Grinch. That's so ridiculous. Let me read that again, but we need this. Hang on. I got this. The mean one sets his sights on Cindy You-Know-Who, who has returned to the town for closure after he butchered her parents 20 years ago, setting the table for a brutal revenge plot. The string of holiday seasons kick off audiences are getting a glimpse of a fun blend of multiple genres. It's coming out of the music thing now. I thought there was going to be more description on the movie, but it's just the fact that he killed the, tw- the parents 20 years ago. I see. So now he like wants to kill Cindy Lou. Or she's coming back to get oh, him. for revenge. I think it's like an It Chapter 2 thing. Mm. <laughs> she swore that when she grew up, She'd come back to town and kill the Grinch, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. We're definitely going to have to watch it, even though it's going to be terrible. It seems to be a horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's got to be. You can't have Cindy You Know Who be her name and not be a comedy. The film apparently will be releasing for free everywhere on December the 15th. That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> if it's straight to streaming. And it's free. They oh. don't want any money. They just want you to watch it. Apparently there's another one called, uh, another parody sort of horror thing called Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Oh, good Lord. Which is a similar slasher twist on the iconic uh, character. See, I don't... Uh, um. I'm all for it. If you're going to redo a movie, you might as well make it so fucking different from the actual thing that at least it's new. Right? Mm-hmm. If they just got someone else to dress up in the Grinch and make another Grinch movie, I wouldn't enjoy that. No. Imagine if they cast Jim Carrey as the Grinch in this, though. That would be Wouldn't insane. that be nuts? I don't I think always, he would do I it. Thought... Didn't he say he's not going to do, like, violent movies anymore? I don't know. Maybe. Um, I honestly think, though, that Jim Carrey could play one hell of a creepy character. I think the movie... T- no, not Seven. Also, when he writes... On himself. 23. 23, that it? I think that's like, I've never seen that movie, but I think that's oh, as like dark and scary That's a good movie. One of the better. <laughs> that's a good movie. That's a good movie, that's, yeah. Oh, hey, that's a good movie, eh? <laughs> Love it. All right. So anyway, that's the Grinch news. Exciting. Um, Keanu Reeves addresses the possibility of becoming MCU's Ghost Rider. I would love to see Keanu Reeves as a Ghost Rider. Why not? Isn't... Nicholas Cage yeah. was the ghostwriter, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Mm. I love the character ghostwriter, so I would be up for seeing it done properly. But Im- imagine like John Wick, you know, Keanu Reeves being ghostwriter. That's basically what John Wick is anyway. He's riding around on a motorbike, killing things. That's what ghostwriter does. Mm. Fair. Quite cool. Um, Christian Bale apparently might be retiring from acting. Another headline there. Wow. Do we know why? Just nope. Just reading the headline and moving on. I'm just, I'm just. (laughs) This is all I want to do is just the quick headlines and then done. And Lindsay Lohan has amnesia in new Netflix Christmas movie trailer. I've seen that. Anyway, Hmm, interesting news. That's those little newsy bits on those newsy newsy bits. bits. (laughs) Next, I'm going to move on to video game news. Oh. Which, we're starting with video game movie news because we have a trailer dropped for the new Super Mario Bros. movie. No. No. You're saying, why are you saying no off the get-go? Because I don't want to see that. (laughs) But why? I enjoy just playing the game. Why do we have to make it a movie? Okay, can you do me a favor then? Because I have a quote here from you. Oh, no. This was quoted in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. Quoted McKinley. This was you. You said this. Yes, quoted I understand you, what you're saying. <laughs> you said, I consider myself an enforcement for Mario. I usually am, but that's only in the video game context. Do you remember why you said that? Um, yeah, because you had me try and play Crash Bandicoot. Band- is yeah, that what it's I had called? you play Crash Tag Team Racing. And it's, oh, yeah. And it's just rip off Mario Kart. I yeah. was like, what the hell? And then we played the normal one. And it's also just like rip off Mario. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I this Fox guy when I could be Mario? 
and you said you consider yourself an enforcement of Mario, but movie screen Mario, you're out. I just like Sonic. To be fair, this is movies I haven't seen, but like, why make it a movie? It looks terrible. Hmm. I would say nine times out of ten, a video game cannot turn into a movie. But there are exceptions like of I, which I can think. I knew you were going to ask me this, like, but I can't think one of that's any good. <sighs> I haven't seen it, but apparently Detective Pikachu wasn't that bad. Not that bad doesn't count. Like, why can't we just let things be good in the medium that they were created in and just leave it there? Fair. Right? Fair. Yeah. Crazy. The main reason I brought up the Super Mario Bros. movie, though, is because the internet and the world in general is in complete mixed emotions but i think most people are laughing at it and disappointed because why is my laptop <laughs> because <laughs> why because my laptop just <laughs> popped up with okay okay anyway this is why i'm gonna play the clip oh my gosh okay what is this place do not touch that mushroom you'll die Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that one's perfectly fine. Come on, Mario! Mushroom Kingdom, here we come! So that is Chris Pratt playing and voicing Mario. Mm -hmm. And it is horrifying to look at Mario, who the movie is done in a nice, crisp but still animated style. It's not live action. It's mm -hmm. nothing like that. It's still animated movie. It's just very crisp and clean looking. Like it looks good, right? <laughs> okay. But you then hear that voice of Chris Pratt just being Chris Pratt and you see Mario's mouth moving and it's like, no. <laughs> well, like we know that it's supposed to be like, it's a me, a Mario. Like, shouldn't we have... Here we go! That's yeah. what it's supposed to be. But... Ooh! We have Chris Pratt going, wow, a mushroom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm. The other voice you heard there was Toad. And Toad is being played by... Dead air. <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key. Who the hell is that? No freaking clue. But Bowser is being played by Jack Black. I'm all for that. Do you want to hear a little bit of Bowser? A little bit of Bowser. Do I have a choice? Okay, so this is in the trailer. We have Bowser facing off against some penguins. That is but a taste of our fury. Do you yield? <laughs> I do not. Sounds I pretty mean, good. I see Doesn't sound like Jack Black either. A Bowser, I guess. Yeah, I think it's great. Plus, Bowser looks badass in this. Looks real good. I will be watching this movie. Yeah. I'm excited for it, but oh my god, does it weird to hear Chris Pratt's voicing Mario? I do not like that at all. Yeah. But Jack Black as Bowser, I'm all for. I think that was great. Why not just get an Italian actor? Who knows? Very weird. Very strange. Hollywood. Why do they do the things they do? Because P 
people would pay more to see Chris Pratt. I guess hear him. Yeah. Mm, I don't like it. Me neither. Right. So the next bit of video game news and the last bit of news before we move on to our movie review is EA has officially revealed the new Need for Speed game. Oh my god! It's called Need for Speed. <laughs> Are you actually, <laughs> you actually excited for this? No. No. Oh, I love Need for Speed games. I've spoken at length about how much I enjoyed Need for Speed, um, the latest one. <laughs> the face you just made. I like had it and I completely lost it as I said Need for Speed Heat. Need for Speed Heat, I loved. And I've done a podcast episode on it. Is where that the I, one where you made the little, the little bug, bug for yeah, me? Yeah, the bug mm, car. That was cool. And it was super fast. I made like an off-road version and on-road. Oh, so good. Anyway, that game's still amazing. Also, PlayStation had it for free for a while. So if you didn't get it, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the new game, Need for Speed Unbound, is the first new Need for Speed game in three years. And it hits a new genre of, con- oh, sorry, new, new gen consoles and PC this December. So, here's the sad part for me. I only have a PlayStation 4, so I'm out. Can't get you it. You can't get it? Nope. This is the first new big title game that they are just releasing to new-gen consoles. So, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And what most games have been doing is offering, like, a, a double version. So, the new PGA game that I'm getting, new PGA golf game, 2K23, comes out next week. And they're doing a PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So if you buy one, you have to spend a little bit more money to get a, a double whammy version, which means you can play it on either console. Yes. So that's the one that everyone's going to get. Um, but yeah, this is the first like big game that they're just having all out, no PlayStation 4. So that's sad. But um, yeah, if you got PlayStation 5, definitely looks like it's going to be a good game. So after leaking earlier this week, EA has uh, released the official reveal trailer for Need for Speed. And as leakers, leaks and rumors suggested, it's quite a drastic shift in style for the series. It features slick, realistic visuals fans know from the series and love, but also it's mixed with an almost anime-like style animation, and it looks great, in this person's opinion. It does look good. It looks different. I like the refresh. The cars look ultra-realistic and awesome, but then, yeah, the characters look like anime style. And I think in the trailer, it's hard to say if this is actually officially gameplay or just a cutscene. But when the car is driving, it goes like in the air at one point and like anime wings pop out and do a weird flap animation. I'm fairly certain it's just for the trailer sort of to show that art style. It wouldn't actually be in live gameplay. Um, and yeah, uh, coming out in December. So excited for it. Seeing what's different about it. Normally with Need for Speed games, I never pre-order them and get them off the get-go. I always wait and see some gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not going to be a fun free roaming game, I don't want it. Yeah. It has to have a really good free roaming game. And then I'll do the career and all the rest of it. But I have to be able to just drive wherever I want in whatever car I want. If I can afford that car. And then you sort of go that way. So that's how I normally like it. So we'll wait and see. And that's it. That's all the movie reviews and, and stuff. So now we can move on to the actual reason why we're here, which is Don't Worry Darling. She's never seen Star Wars. Ted, the only people in the universe who haven't seen Star Wars are the characters in Star Wars, and that's because they lived them, Ted. That's because they lived the Star Wars. All right, here we are. Movie review time. Don't Worry Darling. 2022 movie. Here movie. we movie. Here <laughs> we go. Go. 
overall thoughts we're going to do a spoiler free just very quick two minutes five minutes and then we're just going to jump in spoilers because eh. you kind of need the spoilers yeah, to talk about this movie okay so it is let me let me read the brief the brief little thing here the synopsis all right so here we go you in the 1950s alice and jack live in the idolized community of victory an experimental company town that houses the men who work on a top secret project while the husbands toil away the wives get in the get the wives get to enjoy the beauty luxury and debauchery of their seemingly perfect paradise however <laughs> when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear exposing flashes of something sinister lurking below the surface alice can't help but question exactly what is she doing in victory what is she doing? What's she doing there, Mickey? Don't say yet. <laughs> anyway, this movie is directed by Olivia Wilde. It is starring, as we've already said, Florence Pugh, Chris Pine, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde herself, directing and acting. Well done, <laughs> you. Gemma Chan and Sydney Chandler as the main cast. Interesting. Lovely cast. Good job reading. Good looking cast across Good the board. Good looking cast, yeah. Everybody in this movie Do looks great. Do you think great. Florence Pugh is like... A good-looking lady? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> very, very. I Yeah. I think so. Hmm, interesting. I think that, like, I look at her and she's pretty, but I don't know if it's, like, you know, some people, like, Megan Fox? Mm-hmm. I th- think everyone in the world collectively agrees she's hot. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you are a man or a woman. So. I think that Florence Pugh, what is it about her? Let me think about this quickly. I think it's that, like, she's very good-looking. But she's not, like you just said about Megan Fox, she's not like out of this world, like would like I'd melt if I saw her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's very good looking, way out of my league, undoubtedly. <laughs> but like, you know, she's she's not like. Like I would describe her as pretty, but not, I would like use a person. the word hot. I don't know if that makes any sense, but she doesn't look <laughs> like a, like a made in a lab model. Yeah. Like kind of like, you know. Okay. What yeah. about Olivia Wilde? Uh, No. You don't no, like her? Not my cup of tea at all. Oh. She scares me. She scares you? Yeah, she does. Something about her face <laughs> no, she is structure a little bit scary. is quite, yeah. it's quite pointed. Yeah. Which, like a witch yeah, in a bad movie. I don't like that. Movie. Yeah, that's mm. not my thing. Anyway, we're <laughs> completely objectifying these women, which is terrible. Why we're should, just why, talking we're, about whether Why are you making me do this? Not. I am well, feminist. I mean, John would want to know. John would want... John, John, <laughs> John, John's like Barney. He's like boobs. Yeah. But seriously, boobs? Boobs. Yeah. Uh, John, if you want to watch this movie, you can see their boobs. So there you go. Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yeah. That's probably why I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, one of your comments on the movie when we were driving home was that you could see her boobs in part. Yeah, there's there's one part where she's wearing very thin top and then um, there's just all, boobs all there. <laughs> anyway, this is not the proper way to review this. This is, John, this is how John would review a movie. We're not doing this. No, we just have to... We're... John and Spirit, you know? Well, we're about to flip it when we get yeah. to the spoiler part because there's something we need to talk about about Harry Styles, which, mm-hmm, a whole other thing. <laughs> so we're going to flip it for the, uh, everyone else interested in uh, guys in a second. So give us a sec while we get there. Anyway, it's a psychological thriller, right? Yes. Do you feel thrilled is the question. Are you, are you thrilled? Um, mm, there was no point in the movie where I felt like my heart racing, like thrill type mm-hmm. thing. I was confused and intrigued, mm-hmm. I would say, for most of the movie. Yeah. 
like I was enjoying it, but I was really like, okay, when is this going to start making sense? I was never scared of it, though. How about you? You said that you thought the beginning was pretty scary. Yeah, I got to a point sort of midway through where the ball hadn't quite dropped on what was really going on yet. And I was thinking like, oh, this isn't good. Like I was getting the scary, nervy feeling because I didn't, I couldn't work out what was going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the big bad was, let's say. Um, and that made me feel nervous. But once the ball does drop and you work out what the big bad is, I was all in it. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. But until that point, I was like, you thought it was scary. Yeah. I didn't want to watch or it. Or like unsettling. I, I guess. had to like very clearly like i looked away from the screen and like told myself it's just a movie and then i went back really? to like, watching it yeah oh because it was messing with me at what part um i don't want to give too much away but the part where she she goes to the place and then they cut to that weird artsy mm-hmm. like scene with that, the eyes opening and the ladies yeah. dancing and stuff that part I was like, I was like, oh, because just what the the narration was saying and what was happening visually on screen, I was like, oh, losing my mind kind of thing. Like I was oh. getting a bit lost in the sauce. I didn't like that. I was <laughs> okay. like, I like looked away and I was like, it's fine. You're in a movie theater. You're just watching a movie. And then I look back. See, I kind of thought like, I, I don't think this is spoilers. No, it was, I'm playing with the thing. Mm. The cabinet. Mm. <laughs> it did sound like that though. It did. Um. I don't think that this is a spoiler, but they show a scene repeatedly for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if that was supposed to be like hypnotic, like to us watching it. Yeah, like what they do in um, Get Out. Yeah, with the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, is that supposed... <laughs> that yes. was a good... That was good. That was a good... Uh, what do they call those? Chime? No. no clock no Tick. the thing that you put on and then you play the guitar oh metronome yeah which that. is not you at all because no. you can't keep a beat to save your life <laughs> no um yeah so i did kind of think that watching that and i wonder if like maybe subliminally that like is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable and that's why you got like scared during that part yeah i know what it was doing but it was working yeah <laughs> it's, it's basically what i'm saying which i guess is good for the movie so yeah. well done well done them um okay so what else keeping it spoiler free how did you feel the um harry styles did i think that's the main question because he's not of, of all of them he's the least proven actor um i think he did good let's yeah. preface it as that but he is the weakest link in the movie yeah like everyone else did better yeah i think it's but i wonder if it's a case where you can't disassociate right it's hard Um, to see harry styles and not think like oh it's the one direction boy i don't remember thinking that too much while i was watching it beyond first seeing him there but we only went to see the movie because he was in it so you're going into i wanted to see the movie did you yes okay (laughs) i told everybody we were going to see it because of harry styles um i think that well okay so initially it was supposed to be shia labeouf problematic yeah. i know and i definitely do not support him or anything that he has done however i do like him as an actor he's brilliant. i have always liked his acting in the movies he's done mm-hmm. i think he would have been really good in, in this role yeah. i could see why they cast him honestly the movie would have had to change if it was shia labeouf though because there wasn't a lot for harry to do in this 
initially. No, there there wasn't. He's a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. He's not like the the movie's about Florence Pugh's character. Yep. Um but I think that he could have like done a good job as well. Yeah. And I would have wanted to see the movie if he was in it instead. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would want to see it if it was like some nobody. Mm-hmm. So maybe whoever was playing that part did have an important role. But it was more than just Harry Styles that made me want to see it. But it was also exciting because Harry Styles is a very good singer. So it's exciting to go see a movie with him in it to see how he can act. Mm -hmm. But we were saying this, I think, on the way home. He does very well in the emotional scenes. But it's when he's like being more normal. His acting is very dry. Yeah. In the extreme scenes, he did good. Yeah. Like extreme moments of happy, sad, whatever, anger, whatever the moment required, he, he could sold convey it, yeah. that emotion. But when it was just like, hey, honey, can you pass the table salt? He's like, yes, wife. <laughs> it's not quite like no, that. No, it's not like that. But you know but what I mean? Yeah. Like, it sticks out that when he's trying to be normal, he can't be normal. Yeah. Mm. That's what I thought watching his performance. I thought everyone else in the movie did a really good job, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone did. The the dude with a slappable face, I don't like him, but he, <laughs> he did do a good job. Um, that's uh, Nick Kroll is his name. I don't yeah, know, I, just, I mean, he has a tiny part. So. I know, he's just got that face, though. It just, <laughs> you just look at it and you want to punch him right in the twat. Like, nose. I mean, nose, not, you know. I thought you said twat. No, twat. No, because I said twat the other day and you said that that's not how you say it. You made fun of me. Maybe I've <laughs> maybe I've slipped into what you're thinking and saying. And I feel I like just... neither of us say twat very often, though. No. For I it mean, to it is be influential. So if you're trying to say down under part, that's a twat. Why would it be different? But like a twat you know, on your nose, I think. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. <laughs> anyway, you can say whatever you want. It's just made up words. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, he looks like a twat twat. <laughs> um. Okay, should we drop into the spoilers then? Cannonball our way down there? Yeah, sure. If you've not seen the fucking film, get your finger out your ass. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're ready for this. I didn't have anything to follow up how excited I was for that part, but... All right, well, we're going to start with a big moment. It's in the trailer. I mean, should we not work our way up? Oh, the big moment in the trailer. Yeah. I thought you meant like the twist. No, I'm talking about the main <laughs> reason I would say 50% of women are going to go and see this movie. Not okay. women, just people, I guess. But like Harry Styles is performing a going downtown <laughs> on Florence P- Pugh. And they do not hold back on this scene. No. They let her, they let it ride out. It's pretty long. For a long time. She knocks the potatoes off the table. She knocks everything off the freaking table. Yeah. I was honestly a little bit annoyed the because second, I was like. The second knocking off of the table part, I thought like, okay, now you're just upset you didn't get it all in the first. Like, it felt weird. Like, I get the <laughs> passions of the moment and she's thrown onto the table and then she's like knocking everything off. But then like she stops for a bit and then she goes back to knocking more shit off. And I'm like, mm. what is making you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, like, what is he doing that I think take some notes? I honestly (laughs) think that this scene is is like the the new scene. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey a little bit. No, I want I want a better way to describe it. It's like 
But I don't even know what I think it's Leith. What it, there's a movie where a lady sits down on a chair, cross-legged. When Harry met Sally. And then she opens it. No? no, 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 oh. no, no, no. With the in the restaurant. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Click clack of typing. I'm typing furiously. Basic instinct. That's it. And there's a scene in Basic Instinct where this really hot lady is sitting cross-legged on a chair. And then she slowly opens her legs and then crosses to the other leg. So she does a change of mm-hmm. which leg is crossed over which. Okay. But when she opens her legs, the camera gets a full-on shot down the down the down the wind tunnel. <laughs> and um, that scene became like iconic for everybody everywhere. Sort of like guys, I'm assuming mainly, sort of being like, "Oh my god, did you see like the naked like part? Like you saw like sort of thing." Like people would like be in awe of this scene another example slightly more nerdy but princess Leia in the gold <laughs> bikini right everyone was like oh my god do you see the new star wars movie when like you know mm-hmm. she's in that gold bikini i think this is the next level of scene because women have displayed all sorts of parts in all sorts of ways on every movie ever in the last 10 years right mm-hmm. everything's been shown but this movie is taking a guy who's idolized and seen everywhere as like a super handsome, like probably one of the best looking guys on the planet right now, mm-hmm. right? Makes him go down on a girl, right? Yeah. And that scene, I think, is going to become like iconic for all of those hormonal <laughs> reasons, right? Yeah. But that's where the controversy comes in because we then have all the information about, um, what's her face? The drama. The drama with a director. Yeah. The director is a Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wilde. So basically, yeah, you go through it. What happened was that Florence Pugh did an interview, I think, where she said that basically she was kind of disappointed that that scene was shown in the trailer mm-hmm. because it would make people go see the movie basically as a Fifty Shades of Grey type. Thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, um, and. She was like, it's about so much more than that, and that takes away from it, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What? I have another sound button. I'm just waiting on it. Anyways, um, then Olivia Wilde came out afterwards and basically said the exact opposite. Like, this movie is about exactly that scene and the, the sexiness of it all and mm-hmm. showing a woman on camera, like, being pleased and all this stuff. Yeah. And so basically, like, directly contradicted what florence said and then florence was like i guess kind of pissed off and then she decided not to do any press for the movie yeah yeah and admittedly when you watch the trailer does give off a 50 shades vibe like it does it does sort of do the psychological thriller but it also kind of cheapens it kind of like a horror movie often does yeah that's true. You know when a horror movie trailer pretty much always shows the girl in a bikini getting like going in a hot tub and then that'll be the first 10 minutes of the trailer and then she'll scream and then it'll be yeah. like dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of does it's that. It's usually like the kids like screwing around in the woods and then someone gets chased or yeah. dies or something and that sets up the movie. I mean other trailers the, the, it's like uh, Transformers. I remember the Transformer trailer distinctly because it was about Transformers, but then they just show Megan Fox bent over the bonnet of a car. Yeah, but like that is like, why men watch that movie. I know, but like <laughs> they put that in the trailer for that reason, but yeah, right? Like yeah. they're using it to sell. Exactly. Um, and I don't know. 
I don't know if it's wrong or right because it's in the movie. Here, here's my question. And you want people to see the movie. Yeah. What role did that play in the movie? Which one are we on about? Either of the sexual scenes. Transformers? No. Okay. <laughs> don't worry, darling. <laughs> We're not talking about Megan Transformers Fox, anymore. Megan Fox has been brought up twice now <laughs> here, organically. Um, okay, what role did that scene play in the movie? It played... Like, was it important? Was it crucial? Okay, so here we go. I'm going to give you two answers. I'm going to give you a straight, as you watch the movie, what it meant at that point, And then I'm going to give you a what it could have meant having seen the whole movie. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah, two tiers. Tier dive. one. Tier one, as you're watching through the movie, you hit that scene. It does a very good job of showing that the guy goes away to work. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's at home cleaning and then shopping and doing all very stereotypical 1950s women stuff. Right. Yeah. When he comes back from work and that goes straight into that, I think it does a good job of sort of modernizing what the 1950s would have been. Because it sort of like to me shows that like they're different as a couple because he is coming back and just wants her like right away kind of thing and mm-hmm. is all about making sure that she's satisfied let's say yeah right um and i think it does a good job of showing that yeah like he truly loves her and respects her and is coming back and isn't like feed me put my dinner on the table and then you know we'll go next door and you pleasure me kind of thing like that very what you would expect to happen it's so much more of like he's been thinking about her all day yeah and he comes back from like his work which of his part of the day that's the part that sucks but he comes back and he she like asks him like how was work and he's like i can't even remember what the day was now because you're here kind of thing and that does a cool job and i think that it's pretty jarring because they set it up so 1950s Man goes to work. She comes out and gives him his lunchbox and then she cleans the house all day and then he comes back and you assume it's going to continue yeah. as you know it would. Okay. Sort of for that timeline. So does a good job of setting them out as a different couple and showing them that they're truly in love and that also he does not see and they do not have a power dynamic in their relationship. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now fast forward to what that scene could mean after having seen the whole movie. I think it shows... That he is truly in the mindset, I'm not saying this is right, but he is truly in the mindset that he will do anything to make this woman happy. And he genuinely is trying to give her the best life he can. Mm -hmm. So when he goes out into the world, which is, we know what he's doing, right? He's leaving the simulation. He's going out to the world to work. He's that shitty, long-haired, greasy fuck boy. (laughs) Not fuck boy, sorry. Like, idiot looking guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't look great. And then when he comes back into this world gets to see his wife and instantly wants to make her over the moon happy which is Mm -hmm. this whole purpose for doing everything is so that they can be together as a couple right because when they show him in real life and she's a doctor and doing her stuff they never get to hang out they're not very physical they don't barely touch and they're sort of distanced right yeah so i think that it sort of shows that yeah he's just doing everything he can to make her as happy as possible in a very deluded twisted fucked up way yeah, so he's like so delusional that he thinks that what he's doing is right. Yeah, he thinks that he's coming back in. He's like, I'm going to go down on her and going to give her the best moment of her life because I'm awesome and doing all of this for her and she loves me. Yeah. Because I can't remember exactly what it is, but they have a thing that they say after the I love you. It's like, you love me more than anyone or something like that. Like he makes her say it a couple times where he's like, do you love me? 
And she's like, yeah. He's like, do you love me more than anyone? And she's like, yeah. Like, they, they have a thing that they say. Yeah, but I don't think it's that. No, it's not quite that, but it's something that's like, love me more than most or love me more than... It's, it's something. Anyway, that whole thing, I think, echoes pretty much how he, like, needs confirmation every time that she is, like, happy so that he can feel less guilty about what he's doing, probably. Mm. But yeah, he 100% thinks he's in the right and he's solved the problem. Yeah. Because he says, you know, you weren't happy in your job as a doctor and like we weren't happy and, you know, I did all this for you kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, but that's what I think that scene So does. it is essential to the point of the movie. Yeah, I think it's really essential and I think it's good. Like, I think it's a really good scene and it straight away dives, <laughs> dives <laughs> headfirst into... Um, yeah just setting up them as a couple and showing the lack of power dynamic between them which is very jarring from what the actual like day-to-day of what they're doing is well yeah and the fact that he's like forcing her to be there yeah but you don't know that that point throat noise throat noise nice but yes as to whether they're how they're using it for the trailer and all that sort of stuff like yeah, it's not obviously good that you kind of have to do that sometimes, but also if it gets you to see the movie, then maybe you just have to do it. I don't know. Okay. Do you think the movie has like a clear message? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Like what? I would take away from this movie, they're trying to show that just the whole thing of like men controlling women basically forever. And that even when... It's kind of like the whole, like, not all men thing. Because it's like, even when men can think that they're doing everything to give a woman, like, the best life ever, they're still, when they take away choice for the woman, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? So the power dynamic of, like, why does the man have to be the one to to decide these things and the women don't get a say no matter what is wrong. Essentially is what I'm taking from the main thing from it. I sort of, yeah, it was very, like, the twist of it was very, like, Black Mirror. Like, I know that you haven't really watched that, but no, basically the whole concept of that is, like, things, like, the simulation, like, te- ways technology impacts life or whatever. And I thought it was interesting that, like, in the real world, he is, like, staying at home. We don't know what his job is or whatever but he's there when she gets home and he sh- he's there when she leaves that sort of thing so we're supposed to get i think the sense that he's staying at home all day mm-hmm. and she's a doctor which is obviously a very like high profession and then he it's like is it supposed to be in the future i'd say no it's that the, like times are in yeah, but we don't have that technology. No, don't we have that technology? But everything else is set just as is. Everything else looks normal. Hmm. I sort of thought that maybe it's like the future. Maybe, but if... But like not like 100 million years, years in the ahead, future. Like yeah. Not far. Because like the computer set up, the house, the hospital, like everything looked the same. Clothes they wore. Like it wasn't... The only thing that jumps out is new technology on this like eye thing, but it's not like anything other than that was out of place. I thought his like computer setup looked... No, fancy no it looked standard (laughs) okay anyways i thought maybe it was like supposed to be at least like maybe 10 20 years in the future 
and it's sort of like the idea that women are like getting to the point where they can do what they want to do and men are at the point where they'll like make technology to put them back in the 50s Mm. right i see you know what i'm saying yeah i mean what's the thing that chris pine's character is always on about like um like doing your duty kind of thing like it's uh, your integrity and your um he basically tries to say like on the radio show every single day that you hear when they're all cleaning that like what they're doing is like noble and like they're doing the right thing mm-hmm. and all that and that like being uniformed having well, routine he, like, points yeah a lot as well to like Balance how much work the woman is doing and how it allows the men to like get what the really important work done yeah and that they couldn't do it without basically them. he hammers home every single day that yeah that the men couldn't do what they do without the women but it's just putting into them that they are the support role mm-hmm. right um and yeah the fact that we see that she actually is a doctor and leads a team and is is very much in charge and an alpha alpha woman he's is that right yeah yeah sure. um like uh in the real world then yeah the guy like drags her down Mm, chains are up yeah it's it's a it's an artsy movie you know like it's got all those themes and things to it um yeah it's just sort of more like i guess there's is it get out that i would say like the point of get out is very clear mm-hmm. like white people will find a way to like enslave black people yeah basically you know like modern slavery this was like supposed to be almost the same idea but like with women Mm -hmm. except for i thought get out was way more obvious Mm -hmm. like the message in get out was super obvious whereas this like required more thought yeah a bit like nope yeah like nope has a message i still don't really know what it is Hmm. (laughs) yeah I, yeah, nope, I don't know what the message in nope would be so much. I think it's, like, a bit about, like, technology and, like, doing anything for the picture type thing. There's something there. Yeah, but it's not as clear as Get Out. That's what I'm saying. And this is, like, more clear than nope, but not as clear as Get Out. Right, yeah. (laughs) This is artsy, but you you can can grasp the straws a bit. Yeah, I get you. Um, I will say, aesthetically, I thought the movie looked great start to finish the whole thing looked really really good yeah um the other vibe that i got from this movie was very culty mm-hmm. like very culty like especially when they cut to the thing of showing um harry styles in the real world just listening to a podcast all day from this one guy who's like saying over and over again how he thinks like the the man should be yeah. the well very the- like propaganda Honestly, I got a little bit, like, not at all saying this is the same thing. But I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast for a while. I was going to say that. And there's very similar things that he hits on a lot. So, little things, right? So, for example, just, he talks a lot about, like, 
martial arts and body supplements and how he'll take all the vitamins every day because he's got to like you know hit a certain level and he's got to eat x amount of proteins and meats and like all this sort of stuff and it's about how you can be like an alpha man and he interviews like alpha men kind of thing reminds me of a certain x expand employee not gonna say um (laughs) like it just like it's I think that if you listen to that enough times, like every single day, because he releases a podcast every single day, mm-hmm. right? If you listen to that every single day, you're going to start sort of, yeah, being a bit brainwashed by it and a bit sort of start sympathizing Well, even to think that. about like Trump mm-hmm. and like the things that he said and stuff like that and how like it didn't take much for people to get enveloped in that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a bit of that idea yeah, of well, like that's, constantly well, hearing and feeding into it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to get us away from the movie. So bring it back to the movie. Like I'm trying to say that like yeah, when it shows that he's like listening to this podcast every single day, it then just like hearing it all the time, he then gets to the point where action is then needed to sort of achieve that. He fully yeah. believes at this point he needs to become this this better version of the guy and then goes out to make it happen. Yeah. I just thought that in the real world men are listening to him all the time to get like brainwashed to do this to women mm-hmm. whereas in the simulation women are listening to him constantly to like stay in their place yeah so he's like it's sort of the idea that he's using this like talk to get both people to do what he wants yeah like, he's like men controlling are, them yeah well even from the, both sides he's yeah. con- controlling men on the real world to get them to think this way to do this to women and then he's controlling women in the simulation to not like fight back basically yeah he even says that like Florence Pugh's character he expected more of a challenge from her like he wants that sort of challenge to prove so that he can sort of like break her or something like control her or like even more right Um, yeah and then the other thing that was interesting is that in the simulation world like when the character uh, Harry Styles character gets a jack right i think i think so yeah when he gets like the promotion and then chris pine's character just makes him dance yeah and it's very much like he is like that controlling puppet like making the guy dance in front of everybody kind of thing and Mm -hmm. like it's it's very strange i thought that too that scene was quite strange because you could see excuse me that um like jack wasn't enjoying it like it wasn't like like he was happy to dance and he was like so happy with his promotion that he would dance. It was like I have to dance because he's yeah, making he t- me. He's telling me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. What did you think about Olivia Wilde's character, um, knowing about the situation? I felt sympathetic towards it. Was she? Her husband still like forced her to be there, or like. Was it like implied that they both agreed to do it? I think it's implied that they both agreed to do it because she lost her kids yeah, in the her real kids world. Died right? right. I think that's what it was saying. Either they couldn't have kids, or she. I'm, no, I'm fairly certain she lost her kids she in said, the real she world. She said because here I didn't lose them. Yeah, so they probably then both signed up to join this thing, so that they could have their kids and their their ultimate lifestyle. You know, I think felt sympathetic towards her character. The only shitty part is when she's. When she has that scene when Florence Pugh com- like confides in her and says, "Look, I think that 
we need to the, go out the there person to previously like, like yeah. was telling the truth and i've seen it i've been out there and she's like you're acting crazy like when she like gaslights her yeah hey when she does all that to her it, that that's then shitty when you find out that she then knows but she is also like you're sympathetic to it because yeah she's trying to keep her world alive as it is yeah but like i don't f- think i feel sympathetic t- for her because like i guess yeah it's supposed to be sad that she lost her kids and that is like understandable but she's like a woman contributing to like the oppression of herself and other women yeah the other women is the part that's shitty like if she's agreeing to this with full knowledge of everything then that's on her you can't say anything about that but yeah it's shitty that she she knows knows that all the those other women are forced to be there yeah absolutely that sucks but yeah, it's 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 a good it adds to the movie. It's a good little twist. It does, and if it is supposed to like represent like, I don't know, how maybe there's a tendency in the modern world like still for men to like idolize oppression. Mm-hmm. It's like the idea that there are still women who support it too. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's plenty of women who love the idea of a 1950s lifestyle. Yeah, but not even. I'm not saying like, because being a housewife is still very valid. Like, I don't think that that makes you less of a woman or less of a feminist if like you want to be a housewife. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that like, she's not just choosing to be a housewife. She's contributing to forcing other women to do stuff. Right. Like very politically, if we take it like, I don't know that, like women who don't support abortion rights. Like, you could see that as being, like, a woman who is oppressing other women, mm-hmm. right? As in, like, political figures who stand for that, mm-hmm. especially in the States. So, I don't know if, like, that's too far, but I think her role there is to, like, mirror that. Yeah, could be. Well, because she, like, directly contributes to trying to brainwash, like, Florence's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like the other women characters in this because they all get. She's the well, only one who knows. There's that new couple. No, the wife knows. Yeah, the wife, the wife of Chris knows. Pine knows. And then Gemma Chan. That new woman. So there's a couple that come move into victory. Like, I don't know, a little bit into the movie. Do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And that wife doesn't know. No, but why does she cry at the dinner? she figuring it out i don't know there's something there i think because she starts to ask like how did you meet your husband and stuff like that and you can see her maybe like piecing things together mm-hmm. so well, I- i'm wondering if she's starting to have the flashes and the cuts and the, the memories and whatnot like it's starting to break down her simulation or whatever too yeah yeah there was some stuff in this movie that wasn't fleshed out completely yeah, like the plane thing still bothers me. It felt like it needed to be longer, but I wouldn't have wanted to watch it for longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it felt like they had to cut stuff out that would have made it make more sense and be a bit better. But the yeah, movie was like there's, long There's enough. certain like, yeah, to nitpick at it, there's certain things that just didn't make sense. So like the plane coming in, why does that happen? Because yeah. 
it makes sense if she starts having her own memories flash into her head, like a, a slight glitch or a blip in power or whatever from this simulator thing, and she can access like a, a memory or whatever. But a plane coming in, crash landing, is what starts the whole thing, right? She then leaves the bus to then go out and have a look at it. Also, the men, the guy on the bus, you'd think would do a better job of like keeping her on the bus. Unless he's like brainwashed too, no. or is he like, yeah. No, he's scared of the the main leader, but yeah. like it's not enough of a reason for her to for him to like let her go out there. Okay, yeah. That's, that's so also little, confusing. Yeah, little things like that. Here's like, my question: She gets taken by the red jumpsuit guys because yep. she starts to like figure mm-hmm. things out. They like zap her brain. What? Where did that happen? In the simulation, still. Then what are they doing? I think you can still brainwash. And access her sort of like like what they do to her in there is happening in real life i think so because she's like chained up and got this like thing on her eyes that is controlling her whole brain right yeah so i think that whatever they're doing they can i don't know they zap her in there and it zaps her in real life kind of thing yeah or they're like accessing whatever part of her brain don't know right again that's what i'm saying yeah there's 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 actual like real practical elements of this movie that don't make sense yeah and then the weird all the creepy shit that happens for the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. we don't know why it's happening and they never tell us yeah why is the glass smushing her why is the saran wrap on that's the nipple scene by the way (laughs) (laughs) the glass smooching um you know what i mean why is that happening i think it's just glitches is the best way that they would ever try and describe it is it's a glitch in the simulation that's making her see and do crazy things it's like when you play a video game and sometimes like an npc character is just walking at a wall constantly yeah i have had my sim walk directly into the microwave yeah for like ages yeah so there you go so like certain (laughs) things happen that it's just like glitches little blips and that's all they're gonna put that down to um, right, I'm going to wrap this up, but I'm going to end this with the, what I think is quite shocking. What do you think this has out of 10? What? Wait, let's start again. What would you give this movie out of 10 yourself? Like a six and a half. Six and a half? Okay. Maybe a seven if I'm feeling very generous. I'd give it like a six. Yeah. Because, but... I'd give it a six on my personal opinion because like I wouldn't ever watch it again. I'm done with it. But it was entertaining enough where I was like, yeah, it was, it was good. You know, which is what a six is to me. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't watch it again. A seven is a movie that seven and up is what I'd watch again. I think if somebody else was like, oh my God, I really want to watch it and hadn't seen it yet, I would watch it with them, not in the theater, that's like a, at home. That's a seven for me, okay? So a six for me is I enjoyed the but movie. But seven is like I would actively seek out watching it again. No, that's no? an eight. <laughs> so here's how I do it, right? Okay. So a six is... I enjoyed the movie. Hmm. Wouldn't watch it again. A seven is I enjoyed the movie. And if someone else wants to see it or if it comes on the telly, I could peruse and watch it. I could be convinced, right? Mm-hmm. And eight, nine, ten is like I will act. Well, eight is like I will actively watch that movie again at some point. Like I want to see it again. And nine, nine is like is it's like, in the rotation. Like nine I'm definitely like going to watch it multiple times. Ten is like I'm watching it again right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Then I guess I would give it a seven because I would be interested now that I know what's happening like, I think that movies with big twists like this tend to warrant a second watch to find mm. out how good it was. Are you watching it a second time to try and see if you can 
see where the twist where you can start predicting yeah. it though too. yeah yeah i get it for that but it's not one that i would care well, about because when you don't know what's happening you miss out on lots of the little things that they do to like indicate it yeah but then when you find it out you can see it like strewn throughout mm-hmm. and i think that a good psychological twist movie makes you really want to go back and watch it again for those reasons i don't think this one really makes me want to go back and watch it again but I do think that if it were on and someone else wanted to watch it, I would watch it hmm. knowing what I know now. Okay, so you're sticking with a seven then? I guess, based okay. on your scale. I'm going to go six. You're going to go a seven. You initially said six and a half. Mm-hmm. IMDb rates it 6.3 out of 10. I'm pretty close then. Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 40 something, isn't it? 39%. Yeah. It's not that bad. No, it's not that bad, but... <laughs> Yeah, I think a six. I think that the drama cheapened the movie. And I think that it could have had two effects. It could have made it so everyone was talking about it and they go and see it. I think that Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles and all of that drama made people not want to see it. Mm. Also, it could be in a sexist way because, like, people see Olivia Wilde as having, like, cheated on her ex husband with Harry. Oh. Even though they claim that that didn't happen and stuff like that. And so I wonder if that has anything to do with it. That's why Florence Pugh said that like initially there was so much drama. Was because at the beginning of the movie when it first got announced and like they were starting to make it in 2020. Her like husband and kids came to the set. And then by the time they actually made the movie she was like hooking up with Harry Styles. That's already like like half her age. Is that before or after the drama of the Shia LaBeouf thing then? Because had Harry, had Harry even been announced for that movie yet? No, I don't think so. Okay. But they started doing stuff beforehand with Shia LaBeouf, I think, while she was still with Jason Sudeikis. Mm. I, have, I don't know. You've named some people that I don't know now. I just named one person yeah. and you know who he is. He's like the, he's in Horrible Bosses googling <laughs> sedacious sedacious jason sedacious oh the um the f- soccer movie soccer tv show ted lasso yeah yeah gotcha so they were married they mm. have children together mm. the movie was first starting to get made in 2020 He was like on set filming or like as they were filming. And then COVID happened two years past before they actually get to like release the movie. And by the time they actually get to start refilming, she's hooking up with Harry Styles. Mm. So not much time passed between her like being so close with her husband. He's coming to set. Harry gets cast. Suddenly they break up. Now her and Harry are hooking up. Mm, Weird. So basically, Florence Pugh was saying that, like, that created an uncomfortable environment as well. Mm-hmm. So then I wonder if people don't like the movie as much because they think that Olivia Wilde is a bad person. Right. And then that makes the whole everything else that the movie is about a little bit less effective. I'm not saying that it does. I wonder if that contributes to its low rating. Yeah, it definitely could, I guess the gossip around it i honestly didn't know any of that <laughs> until you told me after the movie yeah 
the only thing I thought about this movie was that people were going to go see it because Harry Styles was in it. That's it. Yeah. I didn't know anything about Shia LaBeouf. Didn't know anything about Florence. Um, Olivia, Olivia Wilde. Wild. Um, I just saw Harry Styles in a movie. Going to watch it. It's also why I'm going to watch the, as much as I'm done with Marvel, I'll watch the Elementals because Harry Styles is in that movie. And I'm interested to see him in that kind of movie to see which of the movies I prefer. I think I'll prefer him in this for sure. Just based on the fact that I don't imagine him being a superhero kind of vibe. Um, but final question I want to ask before we wrap this up here. Do you want to see Harry Styles in another movie? And if so, what kind of movie would you want to see him in? Hmm. Do you want to see him in another movie? Yes or no? Yeah, I would watch another movie with him in it. Okay. Then what kind of movie? Do you think he should do a very typical singer thing and do musicals? No, I kind of feel like, and this is maybe it's just me like marketing him. I think he would do well in rom-coms because yeah. I think people want to imagine that they're with him. But <laughs> which I don't know if that's good. Or like what Ed Sheeran does where Ed Sheeran is Ed Sheeran in rom-coms. When has Ed Sheeran been Ed Sheeran in a rom-com? I feel like Ed Sheeran's always Ed Sheeran in stuff. Yeah, but for like 12 seconds. When has yeah, he actually been in a movie? Yeah, so I'm saying like cameo sort of rom-com stuff or like acting as like a main character rom-com, Jason Segal. Well, here acting, you go. what kind of question is that? Okay, <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah, but like if you, if I asked you if you want to see like Tom Cruise in a movie, well, you obviously no, don't want to see him different. like pop up in a movie. You want to watch a movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Okay, the Beatles movie. Ed Sheeran plays Ed Sheeran in the movie. Yeah. Right? If you had asked me if I want to see Ed Sheeran in a movie, that would not count. Okay. <laughs> Do you want... So you want to see Harry Styles in a rom-com <laughs> as an actor being somebody else? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> I think that I would like to see Harry Styles in... I think I'd like, based on this and how well he does with emotional scenes. Um, uh, see, I think I want him in something to see if he can do better. I want him in a movie, and this is the one that I'm going to reference. Our friend, okay? Jason Segal, the cancer oh, movie yeah. with the Fifty Shades of Grey girl. I want him in a movie like that. Like a serious movie. It's not a psychological thriller or anything like that. Like a drama. Yeah, kind of... As okay, also another movie that maybe something like it is rom com, but it's serious rom com. Marley and Me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to see him in something where I can get an emotional scene out of him because all his emotional scenes in this movie were great, really good. When he's in the car mm -hmm. and like screaming and all that, like I, I was totally there. I felt for him. So yeah, a movie kind of like a, a, a romance drama is what our friend is classed <laughs> as. I want to see him in a romance drama. Interesting. Yeah. Also, I if you haven't seen Our Friend, whew, I don't know if I would recommend it, but if you want a good cry and also to feel some real life shit, watch that movie. Yeah, we also went into it being like, oh, Jason yeah, Segel's in it. It'll be funny. funny. And, and then we're both cancer. sobbing. <laughs> Just cancer and death. Um, okay, right. We're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. Okay. Mickey, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Anything you want to say to John? What's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, um, 
everybody, if you can, please go and check out All Star Caddy. That would be amazing. Uh, follow All Star Caddy on social media. It would really help me out. Also, you can leave us a rating on Spotify, five stars if you feel like it. Follow us at Pineapple3 underscore podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Reese, host of the day, McKinley. You stay classy, San Diego. Goodbye, everyone. We'll see you fucking later. There you go. <laughs>